The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The volume. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. Right now, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, like it doesn't matter. You start the season with an instant dub. And always remember the DraftKings parlays everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. So string together multiple bets in the same game or build a parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Bottom line is basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB, T-B-O-B. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB, T-B-O-B. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas, Licensee Partner, Gold Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome in. It is a brand new episode of Snaps Live here at youtube.com slash at volume snaps. Help please the algorithmic gods that rule our life by hitting like and subscribe. The road to 8K continues. And well, fellas, we have another special Monday guest for you and another wonderful weekend of college football to break down. I'm T-Bob Abear. He's Aaron Murray. Your boy's feeling pretty good today off the shingles. And right now, we got our guy PB, a.k.a. Peter Burns, coming on to talk all things SEC college football. PB, what's up, man? Welcome in. Thanks for coming on. I just I like the fact that I'm like we progressively get darker as this goes. Like you look like a white walker and like yeah. really pale. I mean, <laughs> spending a lot of time out on the golf course right now. Like and then like I wish like you are pale, obviously, because you went all in on Alabama. I'm a diehard LSU fan. I'm still licking my wounds. And mm. you got the Georgia Bulldog over there that's just like, oh yeah, I mean, like we we, we almost somebody almost gave us a test this week. So I think it's a quality <laughs> of life uh, as we go by. Well, look, okay, that's kind of where I wanted to start today's show a little bit. And and yes, I, I, I look like a corpse, but I feel incredible. We're coming back to life. Hey, hit like, hit share, whatever, guys. All right. That is where I wanted to start, though. After Saturday's action, Georgia, uh, look, that's a good win. That's a good Mizzou football team. I'm not taking away from that, right? But it's a pretty close game. 
And it's especially interesting when you pair it with an Alabama win in which Alabama continues to look more and more complete. They kind of shattered any illusions that LSU maybe had about being a championship team, right? Clearly, this is a good team. They played two playoff caliber teams now in FSU and Bama. Games went the exact same way. And so now it feels as if you have the heavyweight matchup coming down the tracks, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban. After this Saturday, boys, how are we scoring it? Because to me, it feels way more even than it did even a couple of weeks ago. What you got, baby? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But I, I still look at this as, as a situation that's George's world. And we're all living in it, right? And it feels like, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel in T Bob, you're a gamer as well. But sometimes, yeah. like, I'm playing video games and it's like, it's just, I've already beaten the level or whatever. And then the boss shows up and I'm like, all right, well, let me sit up a little bit and actually, yeah, like, pay yeah, attention. Yeah. I feel like that's Georgia football, right? They they felt that way about Kentucky. They felt that way uh, about Tennessee, and then or, or you know, I mean uh, the Kentucky game. And then I started thinking about it going against Missouri, who I think Missouri is the second best team in the SEC East. They're legit. Mm-hmm. legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cody the ball. Brady's Cook's good. Eli's done a good job of handing over the offensive coordinator position. But for Alabama, there's still some issues, man. They they the fact of what Jaden Daniels could do to you. Um, was nothing short of fantastic. I mean, he had 301 total yards in that first half. Like, he was rolling. So, but here's where it does get interesting for me, and I guess I'll explain where my head's at and see if y'all think I'm, I'm wrong or right here. Is that, okay, yes, Jaden Daniels did that, right? But that's also, I believe, first, second, third best quarterback in the country, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that, he's, yep. he's a bit of an outlier. Beck's really good. He ain't there yet. What I think is this. Mizzou's good, like you said, but is Mizzou as good as Alabama? And so watching Mizzou go into Athens and do that and keep it close and have the ball late in the game with the ability to take the lead down six. Now they end up throwing the big pick and God, that was a beautiful body running back and interception. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, just glorious sight, but like that. Okay. Transitive properties. I know all the flaws there. Don't do that. Like, don't, don't do it. Don't do what? Don't do don't what? Do the transitive property. What do you mean? Don't do what? Okay, okay. You can't you don't do think it. better than Mizzou. You don't think they can put no, it? No, they are. Mizzou but you can't compare wins. Mizzou just did that in Athens. I'm not comparing. Uh, now, I'll be honest with you. I'm all. I might be with Aaron on this situation right now. That I think actually Missouri and Alabama would be a really interesting matchup because I think that Alabama, that Missouri mm. can actually stop the run pretty well yep. and they have mm-hmm. a, a game changing wide receiver that can that can take the top off at Luther Bird. Now the difference is is that Georgia is as good as anybody as of making adjustments. And as soon as Burden took the top off right for the jump, they're like, well we're not letting that happen again. Hell no, that's not going to happen. Like when yeah. Will Muschamp is the third best defensive mind on your coaching staff, you're in pretty damn good shape between mm-hmm. you know Shubin and, and and of course Kirby. So Again, I still think it's really interesting, Aaron, what you said about on my show a couple of weeks ago that was talking about without Brock Bowers in some weird ways, they could be even more aggressive if they want because now Bobo has to get out of his comfort zone of calling this mm-hmm. offense. What the hell are you shaking your head about, T Bob? Like that's I the still, truth. I still, I just, I just don't agree. Ra Ra Thomas and Lovett have not, done nothing to me. Lad McConkey's been good. Ra Ra Thomas and Lovett have done nothing to me. And Lovett it's had a really good, good he said good moments. Show. Let, 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 me defend, let me defend Georgia here, T. Bob. Let me defend it here. Okay. You're, you're all always negative to Georgia, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to flip it here. <laughs> and you're always negative. The championship favorite. They're now my best attack angle that I have against hey, Alabama hey, fans. Lock it up. Lock it up. This guy's talking. Unbelievable. Uh, you obviously didn't watch the game closely. Raro had a hell of a one-on-one. Raro has played well this season. He's actually cracked the starting lineup, which he was non-existent start of the season. Dom had had some tremendous catches in this game. It's going to run through Lad first and foremost, but you're seeing the down the field shots from everyone. So uh, I'm with PB on this one. Like this offense is opened up, and I anticipate Brock to be back for that SEC championship game versus Alabama. But now all of a sudden you've shown a little bit of everything offensively, which is going to make this team tough. But I I've grown to love Alabama. I'm going to be honest here, boys. Like PB, uh, throw this to you. Do we need to stop making excuses for Alabama and just start looking at them as an elite team? Or there's still things that that worry you. I think they're the most entertaining Alabama team I've ever watched. 
And I say that there's been better Alabama teams, right? But I mean, <clears throat> I look at this and I'm like, there were so many years where I'm like, it must be boring to be an Alabama fan. Yeah. By the end of the second quarter, you were so dominant and it just, there was no fun in it. I'm like, you actually truly know what it feels like to be alive as an LSU fan because it is who the hell knows each and every week. Mm-hmm. Alabama has a sense of that. And I go back to the South Florida game, guys. That that change, that's the one coaching cha- decision that changed the entire scope of the college football playoff race is that Nick Saban deciding that Jalen Milrow was not worthy of getting the start against South Florida because what that did was that gave Ty Simpson and Tyler Buckner an opportunity to seize the moment and neither of them could do it. It also told Jalen Milrow, hey, get your blank straight. Like you need to get Mm -hmm. your, you need to go ahead and refocus on this. And it also told Tommy Reese, stop trying to make Jalen Milrow into something he's not. He's an unbelievable athlete. He's an unbelievable leader. He's a great kid. Like, put him in a position to succeed, and they're gotten better and better each and every week with it. So if if I only – I wonder, T-Bob, and I love the butterfly effect of things, of of what happens, um, is, like, if Tyler Buckner had played well – yeah, against it, it is interesting to think about. I don't think yeah. Alabama is that good of a team this year no. down the road because no. I don't. I think Milrow makes them much more dynamic. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not, it's not just that Milrow makes it much more dynamic. It's it's also that like in the context of this Alabama offensive line being so flawed, and obviously LSU's defense is nothing right home about. They weren't able to take yeah. advantage of it, but everybody else pretty much has been able to. Tyler Buckner would just be getting murdered back there. Yeah. Right. right, like, 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 Milrow makes everything work because so, so he, he's he's not only improving as a player, but within the context of this version of Alabama, he is um the best. And by the way, Aaron, of course, Rara Thomas three catches for thirty six, dominant love at four for thirty three. But sure, guys, they're really pushing it downfield. Yeah. Um. All right, and yeah, bold move, PB. Tell me to be quiet on my own show too. Just move, dude. It's prison rules in here, T. Bob. You know it. I know that you're weak coming off shingles. You haven't worked out in two weeks. <laughs> mm, knock him around. Right. That's fair. I provided you with the inside info. Uh, okay. What about PB? Because you know me and you. Um. LSU grads by trade here. Uh, what's your reaction to kind of the LSU perspective? I find myself oddly at peace because, like I said, I've now dispelled any illusions about what this team maybe could be, and I've just accepted this is a good team, you know, 10-3 and three maybe, fighting yeah. New Year's six game, but not a championship team. Yeah, I mean, listen, Brian Kelly had a really good part in his press conference. says, listen, this is a good team. We're a good team, but mm-hmm. you have to be elite to beat Nick Saban, the greatest coach in the history of the game, in his yeah. own and right, yeah, you know, last year they were elite in Baton Rouge, but they weren't. And I mean, again, there's part of me that dies every single time when I see that LSU has no secondary and that the defensive mm. line is in shambles. Like, I, as much as I love Jaden Daniels and this offense being electric, and you could even argue when it's ripping, it's right there with 2019 LSU. Yeah, it means necessarily nothing right now if you can't stop a nosebleed. Like, mm. LSU never wants to be Ole Miss ever. And it felt like LSU had become Ole Miss when Lane first took over. was like, hey, we're going to score a boatload of points, but we're also going to give up a boatload of points too. At least Lane down in Oxford has made those adjustments back in 2021 and this year with, with Pete Golden. That defense is a little bit better. LSU hasn't. And now I start looking at it going, is it a Matt House situation? Like Dave Aranda might be on the on the hot seat. I know. I know. I know. I know. That's the local talk here for sure. Hey, speaking speaking of Ole Miss, PB, listen, they, they are A1. They're going to have a minimum of 10 wins this season after Georgia, UL, Monroe, and Mississippi State. So you're talking about a 10 and 2 football team, 11 and 1. If they can find a way to win this weekend in Athens, it's going to be a little bit tougher since the seven o'clock kickoff. But the pulse of this team right now, are they good enough to go into Athens and win first off? And if they are 11-1, if they do do, but don't get to the SEC championship game, like where does it fall? In a weird way, because think about it. Like if you win 11-1 and and you and LSU had beat Alabama, you're sitting there probably going into the SEC championship and you'd have to beat Georgia again. Mm-hmm. And beat Georgia twice. You might be able to beat them yeah. once. But yeah. Georgia- I don't think you again. You could ser- literally do what yeah. Alabama has done, which is go 11 and 1, but not mm-hmm. be in Atlanta. And then you hope that Texas, who almost lost to K State this weekend, falls. And then all of a sudden, maybe um, Oregon uh, falls again, yeah. but then beats Washington. And mm-hmm. then all kinds of chaos. Listen, the ACC is a dumpster fire outside of Florida State. Mm-hmm. And so if, God forbid, if something happened with Florida State in one of those games and Florida catches them in a rivalry game, you know, trying to save Billy Napier's job. 
all of a sudden, then you start looking at it going, hey, why couldn't an 11-1 team that did not play in Atlanta make mm-hmm. the college, college playoff? And yeah. again, this will be the last year. I cannot freaking wait until we're into a 12-team playoff because I now I used, to, I used to hate it in that idea because I felt every single game matters. And now I realize I'm like, this year, there's, there's nine, maybe 10, 11 teams easily that could be like, they could potentially win it all if they catch a couple of games in the right way. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm hoping that, and it's such a small sample size and the changes are so extreme that like, we can't pretend to draw too many conclusions from this year. But when you look at the portal more than NIL, even because I thought NIL would lead to a concentration of power. We've actually seen a pretty fascinating democratization of college football where you have two flows. The group of five best players are flowing upwards and spreading out. And then the elite rosters like your Bama and everything else, those backup four and five stars are spreading downwards out. So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, everybody's plugging holes. And so the 12-team playoff actually kind of comes at a perfect time Mm -hmm. where everybody isn't as flawed. And there's not the clear front-runner favorite. And so it becomes like very exciting. Go look, go look at why the NFL is king is because yeah, it's exactly. a basically 500 league with a couple of outliers here and there. And at the end of mm-hmm. the last four part, weeks of the season, everybody says, Are, do we still have a chance? And I'd even argue that the NFL, because of the salary cap and the way that it works and even the draft, it's almost has too much parity in it to where. I need to know who the good guys are. Like when I watch a movie, I need to know who I'm pulling for and who I'm pulling against. And it feels like the NFL is like a bunch of people like Madden generated rosters right now. Mm-hmm. To where there's no, there's no difference. Like, like I know who the bad guys are in, in college football right now. And there's mm-hmm. still signs up there in Ann Arbor, but that's a whole I different mean, story. It's always like, uh, wow. I mean, it, it's By the way, I, have, I have the theory of what's about to happen. Right now is that Tony Petiti knows he has to do something. The big 10 commission, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody's complaining about it. So I think what they'll end up doing is I think they're going to s- suspend Jim Harbaugh indefinitely. Okay. And then basically kind of tell Michigan wink, wink, you probably need to fight this and we're not going to fight it too hard. Uh, and they'll, they'll be a stay. So that way, Tony Petiti can save face to say, hey, listen, at the Big Ten, we suspended Harbaugh. There was enough information out there. Oh, well, Harbaugh, uh, then Michigan's like, fine, we'll sue you. And the Big Ten's like, well, we don't want to get sued, so we'll just let them coach. So that way, everybody's in, everybody's happy. Big Ten saves face. Michigan keeps to get their guy. That's that's my theory of what's going to happen. And, and he'll get suspended next year for the first couple of games, and that will be the end of well, it. He'll, just, he'll drag on. Yeah, exactly. He'll be on the NFL, so it doesn't matter. Him, him, and, him and Lincoln Riley will go um, sit there and, and, uh, and arm wrestle for who gets the Raiders or the, uh, the Chargers shot. No one wants to you think you think so you think Lincoln you think Lincoln's ready to move on as well. But he already what fired Alex Grinch. I mean, like mm-hmm. once you start firing your coordinators, you know, like <laughs> it, it better be somebody else. It ain't gonna be me. I mean, I've seen Jimbo do that in at AM yeah. already. You brought up two names. I want to I ask you before we let you go, PB, of, of coaches that are on the hot seat. You mentioned Billy Napier, kind of his team fighting for, for him at the end of the year versus Florida State, possibly. And yeah. then Jimbo right there after the big loss to Ole Miss for the third straight year. AM goes down to Ole Miss. Are both those guys on those teams next year? One of them, how are you feeling about both those coaches? I, I, I feel more comfortable that Billy Napier is there, not only even for to the rest of this year, but even 2024. I mean, the schedule is absolutely brutal in 2024. Mm-hmm. I don't think Scott Strickland wants to reinvent the wheel. I think Scott Strickland would rather go ahead and take a lot of hell for 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 being more of a Mitch Barnhart and saying I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with my guy Mark Stoops and yeah. give him a whole bunch of time as opposed to pulling the 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 thing uh, the ripcord on him for A and M it literally I think it is is just a matter of if there's that one loss but it seems with Jimbo there's always the one win right whether it be Alabama or it was LSU last year they find a way to get that one win you're like ah, I mean I could kind of see it you know like. And and it also it comes out to as soon as one booster says, you know what, the price of oil per barrel is hitting just the right amount of money. Let's just get crazy. I don't know. It's it's crazy. But as an LSU fan, trust me, they a lot of people are just be like, let's get Jimbo there for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. game in Baton Rouge. No, 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 no. Chill out, chill out. There. We still need ten wins. Tiger, Tiger's still looking for ten wins. Okay, that that's still on the table. Ninety. How about this? Tigers maybe look at a little bowl, a New Year's Six bowl game against Tulane if both teams finish out and win out. 
do, do we care about bowl games that they aren't in the college football playoff? Oh, I know I'm supposed I to love bowl love games. I, love I don't want like I don't care if my players don't play in them or anything, but yeah, I love them still. I think they're fun. Hey, I, know, hey, I, hey, I, hey. I like watching them, but like right now, if you're LSU, hell, even if you're AM, who cares what bowl game you're in if you're not in the college football playoff? Mm. I still no. think New Year's Six has a bit of prestige over your T-Bop. T-Bop. You guys didn't even want to go to Atlanta to go cheer on an SEC championship. So like LSU I'm fans not. really don't care unless it has anything to do with the playoffs. Okay, so, Aaron. Again, Atlanta is an just hour from Athens, and everybody knew Georgia was going to skull fuck LSU. They don't want to travel. Year. I don't know what to travel. tell you. Like I don't know what to tell you. That LSU fans are smart and economical, and we have a failing state economy, so everybody's going to be a little careful with those dollars. Sorry that y'all took all the Marvel investment with us by doing tax breaks that were unsustainable for Louisiana. Look, I don't know what to tell you. Crush okay. us in North Carolina, too, where our studios are at. Way to go, Murray. Jeez. Wow. Isn't, I mean, everything's just coming up, Georgia. It almost mm. feels like a little too much good. We'll see. All right, PB, we know you got to go, though. Thank you so much for making time with us today, man. Later, boys. I like one of y'all. See ya. Ooh, what a oddly disconcerting thing to end the interview on. Mm. Mm. Um, am I going to have to fuck up Peter? Is that what that sounded like? I mean, like, pretty sure. I mean, a shush on the show and then that parting shot at the end. Like, I mean, you're, is, you're LSU that, brother, and, and, and there's no love between the two. What's up? That's with that? what I'm saying. What's going on here, dude? Is this going to be like civil war in here? Okay. Okay. We're going to see. Um, right now, I want you all to see why you should be going to gambling with DraftKings. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. Right now, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, like it doesn't matter. You start the season with an instant dub. And always remember, the DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins so string together multiple bets in the same game or build a parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter bottom line is basketball is more fun when you're in on the action so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code tbob t-b-o-b new customers get 200 dollars in bonus bets instantly for betting just five dollars only on DraftKings sportsbook with code TBOB, TBOB, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas, Licey partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally. But Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. 
They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. BB says he was like T-Bob or Aaron. I think Aaron. They were like all chummy about like going to play golf together. Mm-hmm. I feel like they both probably have double to triple the amount of quarter zips that I have. In fact, Aaron, I do not own a single quarter zip. How many quarter zips do you own? I always find this to be a great measure of whiteness level and country club mm-hmm. level. It is good. Um, two or three. Two or three—that's that's all it. Fun, right? Yeah, that's, that's it. kind of an upset, dude. Yeah, it, I think I it's because you still skew a little more athleisure. I do. Whereas PB I do. is PB is full golf attire. Because I only 24/7. wear see, I only wear the quarter zips if I'm playing golf in colder weather. Okay. Like where PB and certain individuals kind of wear it on like a day to day thing, like taking the wife out to dinner. That kind of like, yeah. I I just I, always fantasize about walking in a gym dance closet, and it's mm. just like a million different slightly muted color quarter zips that would fit in on any season on any golf course. It's just probably, and he probably just has the best wine as well. God damn. It'd be so cool to go hang out with Jim Nance one time, but like I wouldn't fit in. That's just, you know, no. I kind of, I kind of struggle with the golf crowd. It's like the outdoors crowd. Put me at like a uh, world of Warcraft con or like, uh, uh, like BlizzCon or something that that's where I'd pop off by the way. If anybody wants to play World of Warcraft with me, I'm probably going to get re-addicted at the end of this month, the season of Discovery. But we can get there later. Let's talk college football. Um, anything else to add on the impending heavyweight matchup between Bama and Georgia, Aaron? You bring up LSU's inability to get for the quarterback and, and the issues up front. If you look at Georgia, what's been the biggest issue defensively? It's been getting after the quarterback and stopping the run. Yeah, true. So, like, I know. The ma- we, we, we talk about... We always talk about matchups. Like, what are the matchups? Like, what is someone's strengths and what someone's weaknesses? Well, you know, Alabama has struggled to protect. They've looked at times good running the football. But if Jalen continues to produce like he did versus, versus LSU this weekend and it has the threat of running against a Georgia defense, that's all I'm hearing for the past two days is what's up with the D line? What's it like? We knew this wasn't going to be the same D line that it was for the past two years. They don't have a Jalen Carter, they don't have a Jordan Davis, they don't have that elite first rounder in their front four. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They're good. They're not elite. So, yeah, is it going to be what it was like, say, versus Florida, who's also struggling off? Like, I think Alabama was better than Florida's offensive line. So that's an interesting thing that you need to take care of if you're an SEC fan over the next three weeks. How does Georgia's offense or defense line progress? And what is Jalen Milrow's running ability along with that offensive line? What does that look like over the next three weeks? That's going to come down to you know who possibly wins the football game. And again, um, I've been talking about a lot amongst my friends. I like Carson Beck is starting to get really good mm-hmm. and he feels really good. 
but almost like LSU as a team, there's just like a certain element missing that hasn't pushed me yet to elite status. Does a great job Carson? spreading the ball around. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, you know, I, I, I get interesting from, from, from a fan of the show, Gabe Biker, who was on the show, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago? Yeah. Gabe texted me yesterday. He said, is Carson Beck the best quarterback in college football today? I mean, and let's like, you know, guys, I'm like, maybe uh, like, he's like, I would take him over Drake May. And I was like, you know, that's, that's well, Drake May's having huh? a struggling year. So I know, Bob, just saying like heading into the would draft. You take Carson year. Beck over Jaden Daniels on Georgia right now. College football. I think Jaden is the perfect quarterback. That's what I, that, that was my question. I said on yes. Georgia right yes. now, would you take Carson Beck or Jaden Daniels? I want all you dog Jayden, fans to be honest. Jaden, Jaden Daniels is the perfect college quarterback. Yes, I agree. And and I think he'll translate better in the NFL than I thought he would, no, certainly. He will. He will. But but He's but yes, I, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Um, all right, real quick on Jaden Daniels. Let's talk about the Dallas Turner hit. Uh, if you missed it, Dallas Turner absolutely lights up Jaden Daniels. Going back to that. Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just the, the, the wheels are turning. It's a very oh, okay, good. You found a way to answer that Carson Beck. Okay, yeah. Give me I give did. Me I did. Give me whatever I insane homer <laughs> that you just cooked up in your I saw the steam. Pouring out of your ears. What's been cooking in that old the brain, old Aaron Murray? Thing, and I'm not. I'm not going back on what I just said. Like Jaden is the better college football quarterback. Like it, the threat of him running and what he's done with his legs is incredible. But he does have the best offensive line. He does have the best receivers. Like there is an you advantage. Told me how good Ra Ra and Love it would be, dude. What do you mean? Yeah, but I mean, those guys are. It's a it's a step step above. So whatever. I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm still taking Jaden. I'm, no, I'm still taking Jaden. I'm still taking Jaden. Um, Caleb Williams and Carson Beck. You're gonna be like, <laughs> no, no, no. I told him I'm taking Caleb too, but I think Carson's two or three at the draft next year. Um, so BB asked me if I think the Dallas Turner hit was dirty. Oh, and I need to get that super chat from earlier. I apologize to get to that, but um, okay, here's what I would say, and I should preface it with I was a very dirty football player. I love cheap shots, I love hitting people after the whistle. I loved punching people and trying to get away with it. Like I loved it all. You know, uh, my specialty was block, block, block. And at the end of the play, I just dive at your knees, uh, just stack knockdowns. But um, that's what I'm saying. So like, so just know that like, arguably you're acting like you're, you're asking a criminal about a criminal act. Like, is it bad? Right. Uh, no, look, I, here's my deal with it. I have never met a good football player, Aaron, who mm -hmm. when they are going to hit someone, is like, I'm going to hit this guy responsibly. Or mm -hmm. I better not hit him that hard. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm taking fucking crazy pills because I'm getting blowback for saying the hit wasn't dirty and that, like, yeah, if I was Dallas Turner, I'd do the exact same thing. And then I wish I had Dallas Turner. Should it have been targeting? Sure, that's a different conversation. You know, like, whatever. Yes or no, I don't really no. care. I don't really mm -hmm. care about that. But, okay, well, whatever. That's what I'm saying. I don't care. But mm -hmm. if the idea is like, is Dallas Turner a dirty player? No, he's a fucking football player. It's still football. Like it's, I did this whole rant on Friday about how this is the last bastion of violence where you can really just go and be angry and mean and hurt people and you get cheered for it. You get blessed for it. Like, again, I wish somebody on LSU had taken Jalen Milrow out like that by, by hitting him right under the chin and just driving him in the ground. Like, fuck yes, that's football, dude. When you have a chance to fuck up the other team's best player, you do it. And I'm not talking about like diving at knees. Like that's been different. Like it wasn't a dirty. He just hit the fuck out of him. And yeah. to me, that's what the game is. It's football. I mean, you got your ribs freaking punctured into your lungs playing football. It's a violent game. I, I, listen, I'm with it. And I don't know if it's because we're, we're old school and we played a decade ago where, you know, it wasn't, you know, a push to put flags on these guys and take the shoulder pads off. I didn't think it was targeting first off. Um, I know how some people think it, it could go that way. I, I would not classify that as targeting. So I'm going to take that off the board completely. Was it roughing the passer? Uh, possibly with the timing of the hit. No, in the, the current rules, it's definitely rubbing the passer. Yeah, you land the I don't think it's weight. dirty. Not to, I don't think it dirty. was dirty. No, I don't well, think I mean, it was dirty. Dirty to me, dirty doesn't. What is? See, this is my almost my problem though. What is dirty? I will because show you dirty. the whole time. All the fans will love this. Go, go watch. Aaron, Nick just Fairley. type in YouTube at this. Type in Aaron Murray versus Nick Fairley, 2010. Yeah. You'll see some th those. That's the definition of dirty hits. Yeah, where I've thrown the ball and five seconds later I'm getting speared in the back. What yeah. I'm literally getting. That wasn't dirty, motherfucker. I remember one time 
they got a big, or we got a big gain, and I'm just jogging down the field, and I get whiplashed in the back. I mean, I'm jogging, See, he and was just 30 yards dirty. behind the play, I get lit the fuck up in the back, and they're that dumb. They're, and they're I'm, there's gonna be a bunch thing, of yeah. Auburn fans in this chat calling me a big p word, and you know, Aaron's so soft, and blah blah blah. Go call your mom. Well, shut up. Like you, you have to admit to yourself. I even had an Auburn fan after the game this week, and I'm walking out of the stadium in Vanderbilt. Albert fan came up to me and, and said to my face, dude, you're one of the the the, the gutsiest players I've ever seen. What oh, happened okay, to you? 2010 yeah. is bullshit. And he said, a lot of Auburn fans know a deep downside. They won't say it, but that was some BS. I was like, I appreciate it. Like, no, it will. But like, it was. He was dirty, man. Like, that's the only, that like, that's dirty. What, what, Which what Dallas certainly did, I don't think play, was. Do your thing. But no, no, dude, he just hit him, man. If Again, guys, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about. Maybe I'm just out of touch because it's football. And if you get the chance to hit the guy as hard as you can, you hit him as mm. hard as you can. It's just how the game works. Like, I don't know. We used to have the double KO knockdown player of the week where we would highlight a player that we just wanted to take out. T-Bob is the guy, for those who watched the Ole Miss A&M game, T-Bob's the guy that took, you know, takes him down and then puts his nuts on his head. Yes, that's that's You you acted like that was bad. It is your responsibility as an O-lineman. If you drive the D-lineman into the ground, you put your nuts on them and you sit on them. You make them stand up with your nuts on their head. (laughs) One of my favorite games ever. People were people were at my mention saying that's his fault for putting his nuts on his head. I'm like, no, like that's what you do. Yes, you do not have the right to punch another man in in the nutsack just because he he punked you. Well, to me, that's just that's where dirty play becomes smart strategic play because you get him kicked out the game. That's true. Like that. Like like that's where you. There is no better feeling than doing dirty shit and then the other guy gets the personal foul. I mean, that is just that is the that's the best in the world. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, I, one of my favorite games ever. We played Oregon over the season when I beast them, right? Like 14 knockdowns, pancakes, all the place. I had an awful case of hemorrhoids. And every time I would pancake him, I would just rub my bloody asshole all over their <laughs> chest. Just really grind it in there, dude. Just let him know what the deal was, dude. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. All right. Oh. Um, let's get into, uh, well, the super chat from goat dog says that kid that asked for Aaron's permission, $10. Thank you. Goat. That kid that asked for Aaron's permission to wear his number is going to go off and finally get Aaron's blessing. Then say no and turn his Aaron Murray shrine into a dart boy and go full incredible boy mode. Dude, what if this dude ends up being like a hall of famer, Aaron, first and off, you become the launching pad for, he has like real animus against you. First off, I don't think he's a fan of me. Or even knew the hell I was before he got the plant. He just wants the number. You know, he probably was like, why the hell is this number 11 not allowed to have? And then found out, like, oh, because it's, you know, belongs to the guy that holds every record at our university, at our school. So, <laughs> but let me, let me have it for I just transferred here and had five catches as a freshman on my JV team at a different school. Oh, did you look yeah. at the numbers? Is that true? Well, that was his fresh. No, I do. I did remember looking up his numbers from his freshman year and it was like five or six catches. I agree. If he um, if he goes off, I'll, I'll, I'll consider. If he balls out, he earns a number. Okay, we can yeah. agree with that. If yeah. he's a nobody, then no, I'm sorry, you can't get it. You know, like like we're ain't, we ain't giving it to Graham Mertz, not like Florida did. Which I hate that now I'm in a position where LSU. How about this? Sixty nine years LSU's been playing Florida. The all time series is 33, 33, and three mm. through sixty nine years. Think about that. And what's really fascinating, Aaron. When you think about 69ing, ultimately, <laughs> it is one of the most equivalent sexual positions that we have, yeah. right? Like, it's kind yeah. of the entire point. Yes. And here we have the most equivalent series that I've ever seen. I mean, this is awesome, dude. Who's going to win magic number 70? We'll see, dude. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's get into Alex Grinch. As uh, I love Lucy Roden who's from Iowa, and she now works for uh, Levitard and Friends. And she had a tweet that said, which college program is bold enough to hire Brian Ferentz and Alex Grinch as their coordinators? As we've now (laughs) seen kind of OC and DC enemy number one finally get the ax. What was your reaction to Alex Grinch no longer being, uh, or, or, you know, being fired by USC? It long overdue. I mean, this is this should have happened in the offseason. It should have been that we should not be going through this right now. You, you knew who he was from your time at Oklahoma to the first season at USC, and uh, you give him you, you wanted to give him the grace because you, you blamed it on hey, we inherited a team that didn't have the right personnel. 
But you also, you had the personnel at Oklahoma or you thought you had the personnel and that yeah. didn't work out. So like, why was that going to be any different? Cause you went to the portal and um, it's, it's, it just, to me, the entire thing is unfortunate because you've over the past six, seven years have wasted three Heisman quarterbacks and an opportunity to win a national championship. So like at some point you can blame the DC, you can, you can try to make changes there, but you got to look at Lincoln Riley, man. You, you just have to look at the head of the entire thing because Alex Grinch is not, he's not been your DC your entire time as being head coach back to Oklahoma. And you've yet wasted multiple Heisman trophy winners and incredible offenses. So like you have to look at yourself. How do you run your program? How do you run practices? What's the mentality of your football team? And it'll be interesting to see like what DC wants to take on this job, knowing that there has not been really any success at all under Lincoln Riley as him as a head coach in his career. I mean, I still feel like though it's an attractive D like, I, I know what you're saying, but surely it's still it. a very attractive DC position. I mean, you got great NIL funds. I, I do think like you're saying though, I do think USC probably has to battle a bit of a culture problem where mm -hmm. you have kids living in LA with like all the money in the world. And that's like, you know, that when you're young, man, that's tough to kind of keep your head on straight and like, go do what you need to do. So I'm not saying there's no challenges, but you know you're going to get great offensive like run support. Basically, um, your like I said, recruiting should be relatively easy or as easy as recruiting can be. It's such a brutal grind, but you have a lot going for your USC, your mm -hmm. money, et cetera, et cetera. So like, no, I think this is still a very, very attractive job. Uh, though I feel you, like Lincoln Riley does have to answer for why he's never been able to get consistent success out of that group, and um. Yeah, as far as Alex Grinch goes, man, it just, I like, look, man, I feel bad. I don't want coaches to be fired, right? But no. it is just the reality. Like, every job has their realities. Like, on a daily basis, Aaron, we get onto our social media and we are inundated with comments about, you're an idiot. You're a clown. You're farming clicks. How mm -hmm. did you get here? I hate your family. Like, like you're, you're drunk just like your father. Like, all this stuff every single day. And it's just part of the job. You know, like I've accepted, like if, if you want to do entertainment and talk about shows and have fun and get to talk about college football and have people pay for you, you got to deal with people talking shit to you 24 seven. Mm -hmm. like, if you're a coach and you want to make $2 million to coach football, well, you got to do it well. And if you don't, it's the ultimate meritocracy. You either do good and you see a seed or you lose and you get fired. So I feel bad on a human empathy level for these guys, but it is just the reality situation. Alex Grinch not getting it done. And I kind of feel at LSU mm. that Matt House is kind of heading down the same road here. Do you think so? I, and, and and to me, the it's, biggest thing of why this was kind of like the final straw, and it, it goes back to two specific games for me this season. And you remember we talked about this, I think it was end of September. They played, they played Colorado. And Colorado went and ran for over 200 yeah. yards. Uh, yeah. Around 200 yards in the game, you're just like, you can't be that bad up front, that undisciplined with your with your your your, your run fits, and give up almost 200 yards to a Colorado team that hasn't run it on anyone this entire season that doesn't even try to run it. They had ne Colorado had negative rushing yards this past weekend. Negative. I don't know. They're like they're like really negative. bad on the O line, and they had almost <laughs> 200 yards rushing. And then you flip it over to Washington, who they're starting running back uh, Dylan Johnson has only had 100-yard gain this entire season, and that was 100 yards. And he had 256 yards, almost 10 yards per carry. And I think it was like over 100 yards before contact. Like, it's it's really... It's, it's, it, it was, some of the numbers are just out of control. Bad. I mean, and we knew yeah. it from the first game. Like, it, it set to, the tone. San Jose State set what? the tone for the rest and of the SEC. And I know you, you, we, we get on fans about, like, there's a human element to this, and I do appreciate what you said, of, like, these are... These are men that are trying to do the best for these young individuals at these universities and set them up for success and provide for their families. And like, you have, like, I try to take that into account, but you also have to be realistic. Like at some point, you're just not a good coach. If you can't take those players that are talented, like there is not, there is talent on that team and you can't get them to execute and be disciplined and be in the right positions. You are a bad coach. Sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. your talent yeah. is not as bad as what's being put on the field right now. Or, or even if you want to be nicer and say, like, if you want to be really nice, say you're not a bad coach because look at the level you reached. You can't be a bad coach. You're like, 
No, you're you're just not you're not performing well enough to keep your job. Like like that that is the simplest way of putting it. And again, I really feel for their families and being a kid and having to move around, but everything in life has benefits and consequences, pros and cons, and that's just one of the cons, unfortunately. Mm. Um Jannard Frazier must be watching the show from before. He says, bro, Alabama has played teams with multiple guys you can take the top off. You're talking about one guy Missouri has? Stop it. And that was about UMPB saying that Alabama-Mizzou would be a pretty good game. I think it would be a pretty good game because Mizzou is good, but like, I, I, I mean, I don't I think it'd be good. I just watched the game. I mean, I, I just re-watched the Georgia-Missouri game, and and I, I Missouri played their asses off. Like, they brought so much heat. I think, it's a, I think it's a really good football team. And, and and I'll continue to say this about Alabama. And I know they ran away with the game a little bit this weekend. And I think part of that, LSU was not going to come back and win. But if Jaden was playing the fourth quarter, maybe they could have made it a tiny bit closer, maybe a one-score game instead of two-score game. Alabama, more times than not, is not going to run away with games. They're going to yeah. be four-quarter football games. So like, I think a team is, that, that is the quality of Missouri, this team, yeah, could make it a four-quarter game for Alabama. I'm not saying they're going to win. But it would be one that you'd be watching to the very last minute. I think it'd be a one-score game. Maybe so. Mike Free, T-Bob looks like he smells like boiled peanuts and hot dog water. <laughs> I mean, I do kind of, like looking at myself right now, I do kind of, I feel where Mike's coming from. That's very funny. Good job, Mike. Um, all right, let's talk Jimbo at AM. It's weird, Aaron. It kind of feels like what, and by the way, awesome game. In fact, the entire noon slate was awesome. Mm-hmm. We get to talk Ole Miss A&M yesterday. Awesome game, though. Early lead for Ole Miss. A&M battles back, physically takes over the second half. Pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. But then Ole Miss finds a way. And I love, I love a good game of inches ending and having that final field goal tipped and then literally falling, what was it, like a yard short? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, just fantastic football around. Massive win for Ole Miss. Great season in Oxford. But here we sit with A&M. Three losses in a row to Ole Miss. Uh, but here's the deal. Like, what more can be said about Jimbo that hasn't already been said? There's more than enough evidence that he's not up to snuff for what they're paying for. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, sure, maybe next year's year he figures it out, but obviously it doesn't feel very likely. Right now. We're, we're in year no, six. No, no, I know. Now. I know that's what I'm saying. But 2020, they, I would say it doesn't figure it out. Yeah, like 2020, they were awesome. Outlier COVID, all that. But what I'm saying yeah. is like, with the $70 million price tag, maybe, here, here's the deal. The price tag is interesting because with it, maybe there is a certain amount of peace. Like if behind closed doors, they're saying it's a non-starter, like we can't pay. Okay, great. Then just stick with them. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, where it becomes torturous is if you maybe could afford it. And then you're stuck in this, like, I mean, we mm-hmm. we shouldn't, but we, do we could. Do we want to be known as the, the the university that's willing to pay a coach $70 million to go away? Well, not only that, not only that's that, wild. we have to remember there comes in the modern setting of college football, all money spent in buyout money comes with a doubly bad opportunity cost in that every dollar that you are now paying someone not to work is not only ridiculous because you're paying somebody $7 million not to work, but that's $70 million that can't go into NIL. Mm-hmm. That's $70 million that can't go into facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, facilities have always been there, but NIL is on a great report. So, like, again, all money you're spending on buyouts is doubly bad mm-hmm. in today's setting. So, no, so I don't think you can, man. I think you just got to say, fuck it and ride with Jimbo. And you, you, if you do move on from you better know that you have a guy that's coming in that can take this very talented roster and put you in the playoffs next year. And, and, and you know what Jimbo's excuse is going to be? What if Connor Wegman didn't get hurt? Where would we be right now? Like, like, I mean, is that is that is that much better? Maybe one win better somewhere. I don't know, dude. I don't think yeah. Kyle Regman's like some great upgrade over Max Johnson. No, I I don't think he's like a massive upgrade, but he is better, and we've seen Max yeah, he's better. And I don't even think, but 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 Max isn't the biggest issue on the football team. That offensive line is sh- so bad. I mean, maybe one of the worst Power Five offensive lines in the country, and we always want to kind of got to go in that Max is on his back. Ball, but I feel you. Max is on his back. It feels like. Three out of every four snaps, and part of it, he he does hold the ball a little bit too long at times. But man, he's thrown with pressure almost every single time. So I don't think they let go of him. I think they 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 he'll be seven and five, and they'll say, "Give us one more year because of the, the recruiting class we had two years ago." Let us get Connor Wegman healthy, and Bro, how the fuck are they going to seven every year? five every year out here? LSU like, could save the job for sure, though. Like, if they go eight and four and win in Baton Rouge, 
Like that would be the one that would dude, you if you, you go don't want to be or you cannot pay $75 million. No. You no. know what probably feels worse than paying Jimbo Fisher 75 million not to work? The Raiders have to pay Josh McDaniels 50 million. Mm. Bro, Josh McDaniels, that little potato looking motherfucker, 50 million dollars. I don't care how rich you are. That's I will say thing. I will say it does sting this weekend for AM to lose to Ole Miss three straight times. A I know that bro. a That's team crazy. that you know one you're paying your coach significantly more money, a team that you have way more four and five stars, and and you and I always talk about like does that really matter? Does it not? But it, 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 you it have does. enough. Of, no, 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 you no, have no, enough of it. Like you, I was going to get to it. You have enough of a difference of it. It should matter. Yes, and playing it on the football field, three straight losses. Like, dude, give give Lane Kiffin is going to go ten and two this year. And hell, if they win this weekend, they're going to be eleven and one, like Pete, like Peter Burns and us talked about, you know, 20, 30 minutes ago. And eleven and a one, Ole Miss, if all hell breaks loose, could be in the playoffs. You yeah, give Lane so Kiffin, you give Lane Kiffin that roster at A and M. Well, I mean, that's where it becomes interesting. That yeah. would be one of the prime targets, yeah, of of A and M, right? Like everybody's talking Lane to Alabama or stuff like that, but A and M would absolutely. I think if Lane, Lane goes 10 and 2 this year, Lane should be the number one candidate for every university if he wants to leave. If you're Man. 10 and 2 at Ole Miss, uh, let's not do that to Ole Miss fans. You're right, though, but that's sad for Ole Miss fans here. Like, we I know it sucks. Play. I agree. I agree. Right. But I'm just saying, if AM, you want to move on, I'd t- I look at that guy that just beat you three times at a school with less talent. I agree. I agree. I agree. And the best part is Jimbo said it all, or excuse me, uh, Lane said it all in the run up to the game. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I mean, all those subtle shots, so fucking good. Um, what do you, oh, okay. Snaps top 10. Here we go. Aaron Murray, my favorite part of every week where I get to be right and you get to be wrong. And you I want to hit a Michigan at all? things. What? Do we, or do we, do we already kind of hit? Okay. Michigan wait, no, I thought we said that we actually didn't know what the angle on Michigan was in the rundown. What do you, what do you have to <laughs> say about Michigan? What? I mean, I don't, I don't hate PB, Peter Burns rush and rationale about it. If like something needs to be done this week. Like there needs to be some sort of, this is the move as as a Big Ten MPTD. Like this is a move we have to make. We have to make a decision. We have to create some sort of punishment. And I'm I'm hearing the same thing of uh, indefinite suspension for hardball. And if Michigan does push back, which they should, does this drag on? Does he continue to coach? Is there really any juice to it? You're muted, T Bob. You're muted. You're muted. We can't hear you. My bad, dude. My bad. Um, we get inside info sometimes, right? And something tells me that's not just a hypothesis by PB. You know what I'm saying? Because I do that as well. You get some inside info, and then you present it as like, you know, no, I've heard that from multiple like, people, though. Multiple no, that, people. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's a, so. Yeah. It's definitely not like PB's not pulling this out of thin air. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Like, there's yeah. something there. What would you do? Uh, what do you think happens? I think mean, that's a fine strategy. I, bro, I don't fucking know. I know we're always supposed to have opinions in this job. Like, I, I don't, I, I legitimately don't know. I, what, the, okay, here's what I do know it's a form of cheating that is not that bad, maybe until you crossed some invisible line with how far they took it. Like, mm-hmm. my big question was, how upset were the peers? And at first, it felt like a mixed bag. The more we've learned, the athletic doing their surveys, Hearing from other coaches on the Big Ten call. Okay, no, I, what else I know is that no, coaches are pissed. They do think this is extra normal and they do mm-hmm. think this is wrong and they do think it should carry a hefty punishment. I think the punishing is incredibly tricky and that's where I don't fucking know. PB's idea is politically very smart because, yeah. again, like he said, it gets Petiti, you know, hey, I tried, but then, you know, we ran into legal issues and we can't really have that legal fight necessarily now. It's going to take time, yada, yada. So it's, it's a smart idea, but no, quite frankly, I, I don't know what you would do. What do you do? Take scholarships? I mean, vacating wins always feels like the dumbest it thing ever. Nothing. It does nothing. Uh, do you suspend them from the Big Ten championship game? Do you say you can't compete for a, a championship game in this league? And Michigan sits back and says, all right, well, we're 12-0. and The committee... You know, stated last week that that this is an NCAA matter, this isn't an R matter, and our job is just to put the best four teams in. Michigan may not even have to play in a Big Ten championship game, which they would win and still get in the playoffs. So, like, then in the day, say you do that, the Big Ten can then be that's the way the Big Ten gets two teams in. Ohio State loses to Michigan, they go in, they win the Big Ten. Then all of a sudden, you put Ohio State and Michigan into the playoffs because Michigan can't play. Like, maybe it's a bigger ploy to get two teams from that conference in, too. I don't know. That's just an interesting way to. Kind of break it down if you're a commissioner. Is, wait, wait, wait. So 
that is some deep state conspiracy shit. So you're saying you do a punishment to get Big Ten to get Michigan to lose to Ohio State? Do they? No, get no, 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 the- no, no, no. Michigan wins. Okay. Michigan can't play for a Big Ten championship, so they're twelve and zero. Clearly, oh. one of the best teams. <laughs> Ohio State at eleven and one goes to the Big Ten championship. Yeah, yeah wins yeah, yeah. the Big Ten really championship. Dumb. So That's then, Ohio fantastic. State's twelve and one Big Ten champion. No, but if you if, if you suspend him for the Big Ten championship, they have to be suspended for the playoffs or something. Why? Like that point, That's right? not the committee's job. If if wow. there's no boasts, if there's no. Other they than the championship game, there's no post. Like, that's not their job. Their job's to put they the best fourteen. Oh my god, dude, that's so fantastic! Oh, um, just over here playing playing chess, trying to get two of his teams in the playoffs. This is this is some Alex Jones level of conspiracy here. Uh, all right, let's do our snaps top ten. Um, who do we have number one last week? Did we do Michigan Georgia? Are you are you are you are you like frozen? Am I am I muted? I'm 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 thinking. I don't remember. Okay, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. Matter. It's a new. Week. I am willing to put Georgia number one. Wow. I know. I still know. We did Michigan one, Georgia two last week, and I would still I stick with that. Mm, I don't know. That's a good win for Georgia. Um, I, it's a bit of you know, it's a bit of like I don't know if Missouri's really the twelfth best team in the country. But that's a pretty good Mizzou team. I think it's a 10-win team. Um, I don't, you know, we we want to reward good games like the emergence of Carson Beck, the sign stealing. Actually, I feel every single week. Do you view this as a power ranking or do you view this as a and I a, tell you every single week, Aaron Murray, this is just a feeling it in your balls thing. I can't explain my to balls. You. I still think Michigan's the best team in the country. I think you're doing a little false like humility thing. Like you want to keep Michigan up there so that you don't get accused of being a homer. And then you can be like, oh, look, I thought Michigan was better than Georgia, but turns out Georgia was better. Mm-hmm. Like if these two te- if I ask you right now who wins Michigan, Georgia, what you say? Michigan. Don't do that. I'm just being honest. I think Michigan's the best team in America. You you really okay? You sure? You I really truly believe it. I truly right. believe. It. I think it'd be right. an incredible we'll football won. game. I think you play it ten times. You know, Michigan maybe wins at six. Michigan's built like Georgia's been built the past two years. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, well, yeah, Greg, watching, watching, watching Aaron, yeah, Greg's calling you out. He's right here. He says, "T Bob, Aaron just wants to give Kirby ammo." I see what you're doing. I, yeah, I even had I even had Josh Brooks hit me up the other day. He's like, dude, you need to stop this Michigan nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, is Josh like, Brooks is a excellent, like I love uh and, and I'm kind of this way for LSU, right? But I love reporters that like cover a single school and there's some guys who are just awesome at it. And Brooks mm-hmm. is definitely one of the no, best no, no. when it comes jo- to Kevin. Josh Brooks is the athletic director of Georgia. Oh, you're who am I thinking? Austin of? Brooks. I'm thinking of Austin Brooks. My yeah, bad, Austin my bad. Brooks. Or Brooks Austin. Oh, Brooks the Austin. AD said that to you. Yeah. Oh, be, that's even more fantastic. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in the 80s box this weekend for the game, too. So Wow. Well, as so, long as you avoid the 80s wife's box, you should be fine. That's where things <laughs> start to get a little more problematic. Uh, okay, so Michigan 1, UGA 2, Ohio State 3. Right? Surely. Yeah, yeah. Ohio I mean, State come three. on. Yeah. Like okay. we said, it's a field of yeah. your balls. They have Ohio to make State wins. Ohio State three, Washington four. Yeah. Oh, look at my guy. Yeah, that's what we like to see. I mean, Florida State has just been so unimpressive too. Just like Washington, oh, they've not been. Un- that's not true. They didn't look great against Pitt, but they have been impressive otherwise. Like they've been housing yeah, teams. They've kind that's of not just, maybe just because the ACC is so crap that no one really pays attention to the conference. Where like they're just not. The ACC feels bad right now. The yeah, a- no doubt the ACC, but the Big Twelve feels pretty bad too. Well, no, they feel like no, they, no, they, they feel better. No, the yeah. Big 12 feels good. You're right. It, is, it is flipped. ACC was rolling, and now it's been... It's but that's where it gets ACC. interesting because Florida State is so good. Louisville is good, too. Don't sleep on Louisville. Louisville may win that conference. They're no, no, I know. That. But if Florida State stays undefeated, I'm saying I don't think the Big 12 can jump. But whatever. No, All no, right. no, no, no. Um, definitely not. I agree. So Washington for Florida State 5? Yes. Okay. Oregon 6? Yes. Mm. Alabama seven. Alabama Texas seven. Eight. Definitely, definitely. Do we put that's, Alabama above Oregon? That's what I was just thinking. I, I don't. Do. I, I think I think Oregon is still the more complete football team. You would take Nick Saban over Dan Lanning. Just do it. Come on. You know Alabama. Okay, over. fine. Okay, fine. So Alabama six, Oregon seven. Yep. 
I don't agree with this. I I, I think Oregon's a top three team in the country, but whatever. Um, Texas maybe they should eight. Be Washington. Texas eight. Ole Miss I, nine. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go Texas because I'm look the Kansas State the Big Twelve defending champs, and I'm impressed that with a backup quarterback. They're mm-hmm. finding ways to win. So yes, yep. I, I will. I will credit that for sure. Um, Ole Miss nine. Louisville 10. Oh, yeah. This is Aaron just getting all of his Penn State anger out Penn there. Penn State get him the wax this weekend. I can't wait. Noon, I'll be sitting back watching the game before I head to Athens. Just cannot wait for Penn State discussion to finally end. Should we put, um, God, how about Kansas 7-2 and two, winning in Des Moines? I mean, let's go. Dogs on the road. God, I love Kansas. Um, I kind of want to put Oklahoma State 10, but I know we can't. Um, how in the world did Oklahoma State lose South Alabama like that? I don't know. Uh, all right. Louisville 10. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm yeah. in. That's, just, that's fun. That's kind of cool. All right. So we have Michigan 1, UJ 2, Ohio State 3, Washington 4, Florida State 5, Bama 6, Oregon 7, 8, Texas, 9, Ole Miss, and 10, Louisville. Mm. Everyone smash, smash that like button. Appreciate y'all. Hit the like button. We love you all so much. Please rate, review. The road to 8K continues about at 7.5. Tell your friends about it. Text them. Tell them to sub to the channel. And um, look, wherever you listen to podcasts, just rate, review. Thank you so much. We love you. And we'll be back with more live snaps tomorrow. The Volume. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.